If you're interested in small business, you're going to want to subscribe to the Small Business Showcase by Kaizentree. We meet with small business owners every week to discuss lessons that you can apply in your own journey. Learn from their failures, successes, and stories to discover how to build a life doing what you love. For those of you who already have a small business, be sure to check out kaizentree.com, an online platform that helps manage your inventory, sales channels, customer relationships, and more. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Showcase. My name is Marcos, and as always, it's great to have you here. With me today is Belinda from Grassroots Movement, a hair product brand from Victoria. It's great to have you here, Belinda. Thanks for having me. So to get started, I'd like to ask a bit about what it is that you do and what products you're selling. Okay, so we've got a eco-friendly shampoo brand, which we have different varieties. Um, we've got a blonding shampoo, hydrate shampoo, the fine hair, conditioners as well, and treatments, integratable packaging that you pour into aluminium bottles. And was this something that you started this year? Or whenabouts was this company started? Um, so we started in 2019, and then we were supposed to release in 2020. So we had booked in for the Eco Festival and different other festivals as well to release a product then, but then COVID happened. So um, that sort of went down the Google and all those festivals had to cancel, <laughs> as we all know. <laughs> so then we had to readjust what we we're going to do to now release a product, which was quite difficult. Yeah, so then I had to sort of go around and sort of sell it to wholesalers and hairdressing salons and hopefully they'll take it on board and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, it's been a bit of a journey. Yeah, so you really had to shift, I guess, for the original plan was to sell through the expos direct to consumer. And it seems that now you've shifted to to wholesale and other sort of B2B channels. Is that correct? Yeah, I would like to get back to the festival thing because that's what I'm used to. And I think that it's a product that lends itself to that as well. And sourcing those wholesalers through the festivals would have been easier. Yeah. Having to go on the road and sell it the other way is always going to be harder to do that, just for fun time and all that yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just to clarify there, so you're saying so to get these wholesalers, you'd, you'd go and visit them in person and you essentially drive around to see them? Yeah, which can be quite difficult, especially when one minute we're in lockdown, next minute we're not. You plan to do something and you can't, all that sort of stuff. So it has been quite difficult, yes. So is that sort of, you know, you have like your map and you sort of mark where all the ones that you want to stop at are and then you bring them products or do you, do you contact them beforehand and let them know? Yeah, normally I would email them first and see if they're actually interested in what we've got and then um, make an appointment and I'll go see them and I'll try and see a few in the same area. Yeah. Which the, the um, response has been good and a lot have had taken the products on. But even then, like a lot of them are in lockdown. So, yeah, even that's been a bit difficult, yes. Yeah, because I know a lot of people have also been trying to push the wholesale channels, but been quite difficult to convince some retail stores to take on more product when they're not sure if they'll be open tomorrow or next week. Yeah, that's exactly right. And to take on a new brand when they've already had other brands is a bit of a challenge at the moment, yeah. So what do you think it is that has sort of helped you persevere through those two very big challenges? I really love the product and I love the concept. And where I live, a lot of the people in Torquay have also inspired me to push forward as well because they love the product. So they, when I'm getting a bit down and saying, oh, you know, it's a bit hard and they always say, but it's such a good product, Belinda, you just got to 
you know, get it out there and people will love it. So that's been really motivating as well. Well, I think that's a good point. You know, you just got to keep pushing and have a network that can sort of spur you on whenever, you know, you get in those sort of dips. Yeah, I do have that. That's really great. Yeah, the talking community is really good for that, yeah, because they believe in it just as much as I do. They had their little part in it as well and they picked the fragrances and stuff and we were talking about it. Yeah, so it's been a real community thing, so that's been fabulous. Was that part of the planning where, you know, when you're developing the product, you're trying to get people locally involved and, and create a community around it or? Not initially, not initially. Uh, it just ended up that way because um, I was working in a salon at the time and I came up with the idea and then I would discuss it with my clientele and then they sort of took it on board. They were so much interested. It almost became their thing as well. And we all got involved. So that's how it all sort of happened. And then I'll show them the packaging and what I've come up with. And they've like helped me along almost to say, oh, that's really good or that's not so good. And that's how it sort of all worked out. So I say it's a community product more than it is just for us. Yeah. But I guess that's how grassroots movement came about, the name, because it's a community movement. That makes a lot of sense. I was going to ask you about that. It's a very unique name for a hair product brand, a grassroots movement. Yeah. It's perfectly. Yeah. So I actually came up with the um, packaging first and then I sort of designed how I wanted it to be with vegan, keeping it natural, keeping it Australian owned and made and also, you know, cruelty free and all those good stuff. But then with my clientele and all that sort of stuff, they sort of helped me with the rest, with the fragrances. I started to get confused what fragrances I wanted and all that. So they, they had their input in it as well, and that was fabulous. That's very cool. So you sort of had a hair salon and used that really to slowly release your product and get the feedback from there. So you had a very direct access to the target market that you're looking to engage with. Yeah, I guess a lot of other businesses don't have, which we did, which I really appreciate. And I really loved the input that they gave me too and the support. Yeah, I think that's really a recurring theme with all the podcasts I've done in the past. They all sort of touch on the fact that they had great feedback and a direct access to the end user of their product, which seems to have had spectacular results, uh, which I think, you know, for everyone in general, it's critical to have that direct market access. And that's not even about what product you make. It's just in general, you know, it could be a service. It doesn't really matter, but having that direct access and feedback is critical. And also, as you mentioned, you know, then it makes people feel like they're also a part of it and they become ambassadors of your brand. That's right. And that's how the grassroots movement, the name came last and it came about because I felt like it was a community thing and it's a movement to change from how traditional ways of packaging um, beauty products to something new. And I would hope that everybody would see and move on to it, you know, join the movement. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, brands are very much a symbol that people get behind. That you know, you really seem to have captured that very well through the salon and through growing yeah. with uh, with these ambassadors. Let's say you don't even have to pay for these sorts of things. A lot of people think that they got to pay for ambassadors or pay for word of mouth through influencer, but really, it's not about that. I think as you, as you've shown and just mentioned today, it's about having a product that you engage people with and ask them for feedback and through them giving you response they feel like they're a part of it and they want to share people without even really having to incentivize them maybe you might offer some referral program but it's not even that you know critical it's you know that, i think it's very cool what you've done oh thank you <laughs> yes i i think it's yeah. a pretty cool product too <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe tell us a bit about what is you, know, you mentioned the packaging and how that's especially maybe you mentioned about you know what it is that makes that unique 
So it comes in a, a crafty type looking bag and it holds liquid in it and it only stays in landfill for about 120 days. So it degrades pretty quickly, um, which I thought was amazing to what we've been used to with beauty products. You know, with the, the bag, you tip it into an aluminium bottle, which is also recyclable. The goal of the aluminium bottle is to keep and to refill the contents of the bag into the bottle. Very cool concept. I've heard a lot of discussion of people talk about having selling products that can be refilled and where they, they can reuse it, but I haven't seen many people that actually implement that. So I think it's really good to see that you're doing this initiative because I think it's really great and you know it's what more brands need to be doing and really putting the environment and putting their you know environmental impact first. Yeah, because I think that's a great selling point as well. Well, um, coming from a hairdressing background, I've been in hairdressing for over twenty five years. And I understand salons a lot and how much plastic we actually go through in salons with plastic bottles, with the, you know, chemical bottles that we use and all that sort of stuff as well. So it's a huge amount of plastic that salons can use. So I thought even with grassroots, if more salons take it on, it's less plastic they're selling to their clients. But it's also convenient as well for the clients to be able to grab a bag and fill their bottle at home. And also for the hairdressers to be able to use it as well at the basin. So they can refill the bag into a bigger aluminium bottle and have it at the basin and reuse that as well. So all around it's good. They're trying to visualise when I've last been at the hairdresser, so many bottles, so many different products that they're using. Yes. Where, I mean, yeah, if you think about it, they're probably, they have a turnover. It's like pretty high, I would imagine, based on how many people, how many people's hair they're cutting. And each time it's a new product, more plastic, more landfill. So Actually, I imagine it's it's a huge impact that you're having on them, which is it's very positive. Yeah. And also, people who are buying it at home, I think it's very cool. Yeah, and giving the people an option, their clients an option to be able to do this as well, to be able to buy the bag and use a refill bottle. I think you know, if a salon convinces two of their clients to do it, that's so many bottles not going into landfill then. So it's basically then that you sell to the salons, they use the hair product, and then they also sell the product to their customers to use at home. Yeah. So if you think about maybe you buy a bottle of shampoo and conditioner, um, you know, once every six weeks, say. Can you imagine in a year how many bottles are going into landfill that are perfectly good bottles? Oh, yeah. That you're just chucking away, filling up your recycle bin there? Yeah. (laughs) It's really mind-boggling when you think about it like that. Yeah. So that's how I sort of came up with grassroots is um, I was actually in the shower and I was washing my hair and the bottle was almost <laughs> empty. And I was thinking, this bottle's in perfectly good condition, but I'm going to be throwing it away. And it sort of just occurred to me how many times I've actually done that and how many times have I sold bottles and resell bottles to clients constantly, how, how much waste that is. So then I was thinking, there's got to be a better way. And I, in the, actually in the shower, I was thinking, a refill system. Yeah. And then I think that a refill system, you know, not in the way of coming in and just filling up a bottle that you bring from home because that's sometimes inconvenient for people to be bringing around a bottle. Yeah. Around with them during the day just to fill out some shop. Do you know what I mean? So I thought it's got to be a little bit more convenient than that. And that's how I sort of come up with, you know, the bag that they can just take away as if they'll take away, a, you know, a plastic shampoo bottle. But it's not. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And so you sell through, I guess, these wholesale channels. 
Do you also sell through any other sales channels or is that your core at the moment? Oh, we are on a social media. So we've got like our Facebook and, um, you know, mm. our website and all that sort of stuff as well. But I, and I do like that. But, yeah, I do really want to hit more of those sell-ons and stuff like that because I think that's where it's going to make the impact. And that's what this is about is actually making an impact and making people think about a different way of purchasing what they need. That's why you have a, you have a website as well. So is it something you focus on or is it really just sort of for people to look at if they want, but you're mostly focused on the wholesale channels? I like the website and people can purchase off our website, but I do prefer to try and hit those sell-ons, wholesalers and all that. Because, yeah, as I said, I think that's where it's going to make the impact. It needs to be in the sell-ons. It needs to be an option for clients to buy. I think I've seen a lot of brands as well where they're sort of exclusive around the salons, which creates a sort of an aura about the brand that you can only get it at the salons. It makes it seem like it's a bit, you know, more prestigious. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know if that's what you're trying to do, but it's something that I've definitely noticed. Even myself, when I'm trying to find something that's only at a salon, it, makes, it gives it the sense of prestige. Yeah. Is that something that's part of the planning or is, is it more just really about the biggest impact? Until you actually said it, I didn't actually think about it that way. <laughs> all I was, yeah, because because I come from a salon background, initially all I thought was reducing plastic and waste out of salons, honestly, um, and how to do that. I think it also, like, it really legitimizes the product when you have a specialist hairdresser recommending you this brand. Yes. Where it's very different to having it at, like, let's say other wholesale channels where maybe it's just at a, a supermarket or pharmacy where... It's just one of the many, whereas at a salon, you know, it's sort of the expert is telling you that this is what you should do. Yeah. It's, just, it's a different level. Yeah. It is a professional brand. It's, it's made, obviously, by hairdressers. It's a professional brand. It gets colour off. It's protecting your hair, stopping split ends and all that. So it's a beautiful brand. It works well. Um, it's supposed to be for the hairdressing industry. So we've designed it that way. And I, I mean, it's obviously it's not very easy to come up with these products. So is this something that you had developed over a long period of time or how did that actually work? Yes, it has. We knew that we wanted to base the product on lemongrass because we love lemongrass. And actually it's really good for the hair and the scalp lemongrass is as well. All our shampoos have different fragrances, but they've got an underlying lemongrassy type smell to them. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but so it was basically just through a lot of different testing to get the formulas that were working. Yeah, I wanted to get a manufacturer close to home so we didn't have a high carbon footprint as well because I didn't want to have that as a factor. And I wanted to make sure that it was Australian and everything about it's mm -hmm. Australian. So we managed to um, locate a manufacturer in Melbourne and, yeah, the carbon footprint's basically nothing. So... You know, even that aspect, it's very, it's a very good product as well because there is no carbon footprint. That's no, really great. One of the few, I think, that can say that. Unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> uh, but definitely very, very positive that that more and more people are able to say that they have a low footprint. So okay, so then, so you basically you you outsource the manufacturing to a local hub, and then they send it back to you, and you dispatch the product. Or how does that sort of supply chain look like? Okay. So when we sort of decided what we liked, then you put um, how much you need, they send it to us. Then we bag it because there is no machine out there that can, sorry, put solution in a bag. Um, they all put solution in bottles. 
So we had to sort of figure out a way where we can do this ourselves. So we're the ones that actually do all the pouring the solution and all that sort of stuff. We seal it. We do everything. Yeah. It's all in-house. Yeah, right. So sort of like you send them the formula and the quantities, they mix it and send it to you. And then you essentially get the bag, pour it, and then dispatch. Yeah, we do all the labeling. We do everything. Have there, have there been any, I guess, really significant challenges or big setbacks that made it difficult to, to continue or it's besides, you know, COVID, which is the, the big elephant in the room? Yeah, um, we did have one major setback um, with our first solution because we are trying to make it super natural, like really, really natural. It became unstable. Um, so we had to sort of adjust the solution. And that was just the price of trying to make something so natural. Do you know what I mean? And we did lose a lot of money out of that because we couldn't send the product back. It's what we asked for. <laughs> so, yeah, so we had to learn from that. We have adjusted that now. And, um, yeah. I think that's a big thing that I've noticed. Though. It can be quite difficult to find that balance, that the product lifetime is you know, adequate for the type of product that it is. Yes, yeah. You know, the product is made as natural as we, we possibly can get it. With it still having a shelf life and being able to um, work at a high standard. Obviously, that's you know what, what you aim for, so it's you know, good to really achieve that. And so, at the moment, is it really sort of you know, shampoos and conditioners, or or what are the current products, and what are sort of the goals with the, the upcoming months or even years of where you want to end up? Um, well, I kind of want to hit more salons. Um, we do have more products. We do have a leave-in oil. We've got treatments, deep moisture mask, 60-second mask. Yeah, so we've got a few things. I didn't want to overdo it because I find that in the past when I've dealt with hairdressing brands before, they bring out a lot of products and sometimes they double up. And I just wanted to bring out the basics not over flood with exactly the same products. You know, just have the basics that people need and that's about it. So it'll be only ever a small range of products. It won't be a huge range. Yeah, so sort of going by your high quality range of select products. Yeah. Which at the core of what people are looking for. Yeah. I think it's a great strategy. So all, all the products that you have is that, you know, typically when you get a salon on board, they stock all of them or they start with some of them and then expand or how, how does that work? We have two packages. So we have a smaller package that they can purchase or a larger package, which has more sales material and all that sort of stuff in it, T-shirts and all that. Um, yeah, we do do the two packages, making it more affordable for sellers to take the brand on board. So one sits at around about $700, the other one sits at about 1200 something like that, yeah. Very, uh, very reasonable. Yeah. I think to sort of get that, so it's not a big hurdle. Because that's the goal, isn't it? to get the products out there so salons can actually yeah. work on using more sustainable products. And I'm sure that when they see that it's working and you know, they place the orders on a more recurring, regular basis, which can be quite good. Yeah, and we do have um, specials that we have on certain products every month just to keep people interested or we might change packaging of boxes. But all our packaging, we try not to over-package either because packaging just goes to landfill. So we just try to keep it nice and simple and clean that's a good sort of motto to stick by yeah so sort of wrapping up here whereabouts can our listeners find you so they go to the local salon or the salons in, in victoria or whereabouts can, can people find you they can purchase it online at www.grassrootsmovementaustralia.com 
Um, we do have our um, Instagram and Facebook, which is Grassroots Movement Australia. We do have a few salons um, as well, and we have a few wholesalers in Queensland, but we can direct them online to those places if that's where they live or they can just purchase it online. Yeah, perfect. We'll include links to, to all of that in, in the description. So for anyone listening, you can you can check that out very conveniently. And I'd, I'd also recommend taking a look at their website because it's very cool. It's got some great images and you can really see how it works with, with the refilling where you get the aluminium bottle and then you, it comes with or you buy extra the um, brown paper bag and then refill it. Um, I think you can sort of see that online and really visualize what we're talking about. Yeah. But for anyone who you know, is noticing that they use a lot of bottles, I think this is a really great solution to that. Perfect. So yes, it's great having you here and I hope you have a lovely day. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Showcase. If you liked the episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you don't miss out on the next one. The discussion continues online. Head over to kaizentree.com slash articles to share your thoughts on today's show and to read some of our articles which cover useful topics such as what to do about Apple's new iOS update. For more from Kaizen Tree, follow our Instagram at Kaizen Tree or visit our website www.kaizentree.com. That's www.kaizentree.com.